Oi, 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 oi. It's another IGN UK podcast. Dale, you look quite taken aback by that. I was just reading an email and then I just heard this blasting oi, 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 oi. In my I don't bring in, as usual, a unique energy to the podcast. Uh, Jesse Gomez, what energy are you bringing? Just positive energy all throughout as usual, mate. You know me. <laughs> Said in such a, a, know, right? a, a, a sparky sort of manner as well. Uh, Dale, you, you seem chipper today. It's actually like going on holiday tomorrow. I am. I'm going on holiday tomorrow morning. I'm very Ooh. excited because for the last two weeks, we've been looking at the forecast and it's been saying it's going to be raining loads and now it's changed. Now it's going to be really sunny and warm. So Ooh. I'm buzzing, mate. Um, you're going to Greece so everyone can go find you. If you live in Greece or you go <laughs> yeah. to Greece next it's week, it's definitely go find a Dale really business. small country. Place. Very exactly. easy to find anybody there. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Wow. Yeah. you know what? First, you've got a podcast to do this. So mm. I, I want you being professional um sorry boss you're not on the beach you are not on the beach yet do okay. remember that um <laughs> do you know what though we were lucky enough uh to see doctor strange and the multiverse of madness this week mm. but do you know what even before that Dale, we got a little treat we saw the first ever trailer for avatar the way of water or avatar 2 as yeah. people are calling it i really it's feel like you a- missed the link there, Cardi, because you were talking about being on the beach. And then well, you, you I was just straight. about to get there. I was like, and <laughs> they weren't really on the beach. They're mainly on the water because this Avatar sequel, if you're not aware, 13 years now since uh, the first Avatar film. Which, That's um, crazy. I still quite enjoy. I feel like yep. over, over the years, people have steadily decided it's terrible. I don't think yeah. it is. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly enjoyable, I think. Well, Definitely too long. But... Uh, impressive in parts but that's the one thing i took away from this trailer that we saw which is mainly really just a mood piece and Mm. james cameron reminding you it really is beautiful to look at i promise um i don't know what did you think was it it was weird putting on 3d glasses for the first time in about five years it was doing that what was even weirder is the people who left their 3d glasses on when dr strange died it's not in 3d (laughs) and i was looking around like you idiots um uh, honestly, I don't have much to say about it. It looked like more Avatar, which, mm-hmm. but I thought I haven't looked at Avatar in a long time. But in my mind, yeah. it looked very beautiful. Um, yeah. It was very like I'm sure it's dated, and I'm sure this is 13 years better for that technology. Mm-hmm. But it did kind of feel and look like the same to me, except for it's more water based. Yeah, I feel like um, it's going to be like the effect when you think of like I don't know a game from 13 years ago, you think in your head, oh, it looked great, and then yeah. you look back on it, like, and it didn't. Like, I feel like that's how you look back on the original Avatar, and almost the trailer for Avatar 2 is how you remember Avatar in your head. 100%, is, yeah, I think that. But, I mean, it's all a lot of the same character models and things like that, so mm. it, did, it, did, it felt very familiar. Yeah. Um, there was, like, slight variations here and there. Um, yeah, like you said, it was kind of a mood piece, really. It didn't really have much dialogue in it. It was a lot of, like, beautiful music and just huge like almost like crane shots and flying yeah. shots of just it, things going on is it more of a teaser than a trailer like how yeah. much how yeah, much did you it's see like, like we it? said it's more of a it, mood piece there was quite a few shots but it was mainly just these beautiful like yeah like landscapes it was some of the navi some creek like underwater creatures and the, i did think the music sounded very nice i've only heard it once but i do remember that sounding very nice um but yeah it's we don't really know what it yeah. is really like we said there's lots of water are we getting is it like maybe riffing off of water world which is another thing people film people don't like that i actually right. quite enjoy so i like water world so uh, <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure of mine it's one of those ones yeah. where it's on i'm like i'm gonna watch water world again <laughs> i quite um, like it yeah, i'm into it i mean what's sam Irvington been doing for 10 years know, mainly right? this i'm guessing yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't Did know you see is it one of those Jake people Sully in it yeah we saw him in <gasps> form. I don't got know new hair like. Longer yeah. hair, look like. He's got a family now, it looks like. He's got kids. Yeah. Um, there was I mean, also that weird thing. years, then, yeah, I'll expect him to have some progress well, I don't know if it's on. life, you know. I don't know if it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, been going... This, this yeah. world doesn't Might exist. Not it's not a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> it's not boyhood. It's not, you know... Might as well going. be at this point. It has got that super weird thing in the trailer where it had in the last film when human beings are standing next to the Navi and they just look like little babies in their hands. There's a few shots like that and it's just like, it's creepy, isn't it? It's a bit weird. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm excited for it. It's only... You know, I've been waiting so long. It is actually coming out in December, so... That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for Avatar 2. Yeah. I don't know. If, you know, I'm sure people will come round. You know. Do you reckon we'll have the next boom of 3D movies now? No. After? Because, <laughs> okay. um, Absolutely not. <laughs> even, like, watching this in 3D, even for two... It was only, like, two minutes we saw. Even at the end of that, I was like, I've had enough. I've yeah. had enough of the 3D. <laughs> like, it does... 
I'm sure there's parts, and there were parts in the trailer I'm like, oh, this is really effective. Mm. Then half the time, I still think it looks a little blurry. I, like, Was it just it a lot of like washed. water splashing in your face? Uh, yeah, and a lot of, like, you know, it was mostly perspective. It was mostly perspective stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, there was a bit when um, Zoe Saldana's character was flying on one of those bird things, and it was mm. just like the head of the bird was much closer to you than she was and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's... It, no, but that, I mean, that's kind of when 3D was used to its best, right? When it's just, yeah. except for in Jackass 3D, which obviously is the pinnacle of 3D movies. Oh, yeah, of course, that's what we all, all remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know if it's another three-hour film. I don't know, but yeah, that much 3D. I would say it didn't look washed out, and I find that a lot with a lot of 3D films, that yeah. the colours washed out, whereas this still looks like vibrant. So yeah. yeah, I don't know, I'm into it. Anyway. You know, if you, I think if you see Doctor Strange in the next week in IMAX, they're showing that beforehand, so you get to see it yourself. I think they said for the first week. But yeah, otherwise, you're probably just excited to see Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which mm. me and Dale have seen. Don't worry, we're not going to spoil this in any way. Uh, this is a spoiler-free chat about what we think about the film. Um, are you going to go see us, Jesse? Are you worried? I, I don't have as much... Um fondness for like the mcu sort of timeline now that i used to back you know when endgame was happening and stuff because i feel like all the big stuff has ended and now i'm not particularly as engaged as i was mm-hmm. but i think because sam raimi's directing it i'm a lot more interested than compared to the you know the few films that have come out before it has it got a lot of like horror-ish elements that i guess there's nothing scary it's, in it but um it's definitely as far as an mcu film has been yeah. a horror film you can definitely see the sam raimi in it like there are light horror bits it's definitely as far as mcu films has gone the goriest like there's some actual like like yeah. chopping off of limbs and some impalings and stuff like that like there's some blood and stuff in there so there's definitely some samurai like you know you can see like bits of like drag me to hell coming through but you know that you never get dragged all the way there <laughs> I, would, I would say it's um I found that to be quite disappointing because um, some of my favorite MCU films are when they kind of lean hard into genres, like mm. trying to take it away from superhero, uses superhero stuff as a backdrop, but then reening, really leaning into a genre movie. And I understand why they were never going to do that, right? Because, you know, yeah. the amount of kids that want to see this film, um, mm. they're never going to make it super scary. But I really wish there was a super scary Marvel film. <laughs> like, yeah. That'd be good. At times, like this would be, you know. If I if I was ten, maybe I'd be there'd be parts where I'm a little bit like, oh, what's going on here? Like, yeah. You know, like it was definitely but... like elements of creepiness, and like Cardi said, a few gory deaths, um, gory in for yeah, yeah. A, a child. I, I don't think you could call it a horror film. <laughs> no. Like, do, do the horror the... elements come from like, oh, there's like monsters on screen? Is that there's what monsters? The horror is? There's like a couple of light jump scares. Like the villain yeah. in this is more. You know, like a horror villain, I suppose, than a superhero villain at yeah. times. Like it's more like stalker, like yes. it's almost like slasher film at times. But it's never uh, overselling it a bit. There, it's it's still very much a superhero film. Like they've obviously given Sam Raimi the reins to an extent, like, but not to the same extent I think like they did with say Taika Waititi, who just said I'm just going to make this full on mm. like sci-fi comedy. Yeah. Whereas. They've kind of gone with Sam Raimi and gone, you can make a bit of a horror, but you need to tell this story, basically. Yeah, it's, um, it's disappointing. I, I I, mean, I really liked, um, so The Winter Soldiers, obviously like an espionage film. And mm-hmm. then uh, was it Ant-Man? There was kind of like a, a heist movie almost. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I want those genres. It makes it makes superhero films more interesting yeah. to me. I mean, I, yeah, we were teased horror, but it's not. It's horror. always hard to make an effective horror or gory film when you are limited to at most like a twelve-year-old like yes. level, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I I thought it was fine. I enjoyed it enough. It's not by no means a bad film. Like it's firmly in the probably like lower bit of the middle tier of Marvel films to me. Like I definitely go with like a a seven or yeah. around there. Yeah, like it's like for a film that's called the multiverse of madness here we go it doesn't really go that mad that is 100 percent my what? biggest problem is there ain't that much multiversing and there ain't that much madness it's <laughs> yeah. pretty straightforward really yeah. which is disappointing i feel like it's the title missells it just a little bit i feel like and also you're just expecting i think people expect so much and like this is like you know the grave they've dug themselves not to bring onto grave digging so early in this podcast but you <laughs> know um, there, yeah. like um it's just i don't know it's so much more of a standalone film than i thought it would be like it doesn't have those big yeah. 
necessarily. I'm sure it will have implications, but it's not quite that next step that we've been waiting for since Infinity War. We're still building it, I think. And I think uh, with Marvel films, you sometimes forget that, like I forget all the time, that these are not necessarily always the next continuation of the Marvel story, mm. but they're a direct sequel to the film in that series. Yeah. This is a Doctor Strange sequel. It focuses big on the story well, elements left from Doctor Strange. I'd argue it's more of a WandaVision sequel more than anything. Like, I think like, this is the first time we're seeing the TV shows really affect the films. Like, you'd be able to watch this without seeing WandaVision, but I think it would mean a lot less to you. You'd be quite yeah. confused by especially what Wanda or her mental state is and what she's gone through. Like, I, I would say it's almost to a detriment because it's now relying on people to watch all the TV shows as well, where I felt like mm-hmm. they would have been good as like supplementary stuff. I like it being supplementary because I don't always mm-hmm. want to watch them. But yeah, WandaVision, I would say, is almost essential for to, to really get the most out of this mm-hmm. film. And that's kind of, I think that's where my, I do, like I said, I do really enjoy it. There's some incredible imagery. There's some really fun moments. There's some, like the cast is, again, great. Like Elizabeth Olsen is so yeah. good as yeah. Wanda. I think Rachel McAdams is given a lot more to do this time around. I actually mm-hmm. thought she was really good. Although, like, some of the dialogue sometimes is proper. Like, I, f- I don't know if that's due to Sam Raimi or his input all, but it feels to a detriment almost Sam Raimi that it's like original Spider-Man movies, which are cheesy and could get away with being a bit cheesy because Tobey Maguire is a bit cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't really work when you've got these massive stakes and they're, like, Dot Strange and Wonder, they're quite serious characters. They're not cracking jokes a lot. Yeah. And they have some, like, hokey dialogue at times, which doesn't help. But I feel like I did... I did enjoy a lot of it. It's just, it kind of, like we've already said with WandaVision, it seems like a little bit of a retread and they kind of Hmm. try to really hit on the same emotional beats that were much more effectively done in WandaVision, I think. Like in WandaVision, I cared a lot more about Wanda and Vision and their family and all that. And I feel like it was a good end to that story, but this feels almost like a bit of a retread. I didn't quite, I don't know, I didn't quite get the, yeah, same emotional kick and it kind of has a very in weird in weird way it's like a similar structure to the way no way home is done but like the surprises in that and those emotional beats they felt like genuine and earned and i was like almost tearing pretty much tearing up at the end of no way home when yeah. um what happens with them i'm not going to spoil that for you but um if you haven't seen it but in this they just i don't know they felt more a bit cheaper a bit more like a retread yeah um my like my my big from the things we've spoken about far, but my biggest complaint is the fact that they didn't get mad multiverses. Like it's very straight, like simple. But I will say positively, um, it moves like nothing else. Like oh, it's so it's fast. Like, it's only like two hours as well. Yeah. Which it's like you, know, you can't take your eyes doing well. <laughs> you can't take your eyes off the screen because it's just constantly onto the next beat, the next beat, and not necessarily in a bad way. I don't think it's necessarily paced badly. I just think mm-hmm. it's super quick to set piece, and so much so when the ending was coming, it was obvious that it was the ending sequence. Yeah, but it didn't really feel like. It, oh, I feel like I've been in here half an hour. Like, it, uh, it does feel like a bit of a throwback, and I don't know if I'm just that's just because I'm associating Sam Raimi with being a bit of a throwback director, but hmm. so it feels like yeah. Feels like maybe we've just moved on. If this if this film was you know in the original like phase one of Marvel, would be like this was a mate. This was doing so much. Whereas now I feel like with No We're Home, with One Division, with Loki, kind of with the multiverse thing. Unless they start doing something proper with it, I'm like okay. I feel like you've used all the little quirks you can with multiverses yeah. for for now. Well, I don't really. I really want not to. I'm not going to spoil what the multiverses are in this, but the scene teases of in the trailer. But I really want them to just go wild with it you know like mm. really you know like in into the spider-verse like yeah i want it i want it to go to that level even maybe even beyond i understand how some of it could be incomprehensible at that point and you have to keep it let you have to keep certain things balanced to a certain degree yeah. um but like yeah in, i want to see a pig version of dr strange yeah. do you know what i mean i want to see I, I, I want it to i wanted it to go madder yeah, yeah. does, does this film that. make it seem like the multiverse stuff is sort of done now like this has capped it off mm, I wouldn't have thought no I'm not going to spoil it yeah. but like I can't no they've set up especially the way Loki ends there's no yeah. way that that's ended anytime soon I don't think yeah. okay it's all it's still building like obviously it ends you know it doesn't just wrap up you yeah. know it's going to keep rumbling on but yeah I feel like you know obviously if you're in TMC you're going to go see it and even that's the weird thing because it is such a standalone film you could just enjoy this on its own I think but also it does come up 
it does come with that stuff of having to know what kind of what went on in one division to really fully yeah. appreciate it so yeah it's an odd mixed bag i i did enjoy it enough but i think we both said like when i first saw no way home i was like oh i look forward to watching that again when i got out of this i was like oh, i don't feel a need to watch that no. again anytime soon the, the, yeah. the only thing I need to watch again, and I won't say the specific scene, but I will say there is a scene where we went to a media slash fan screening. We're very privileged <laughs> to get invited to that. And as you can expect with that, there's a lot of whooping and a hollering. Oh, and yeah. there was one scene where they were so noisy in the crowd that I couldn't hear what the dialogue was being said. And I know it was incidental dialogue. It was fluff, but I wanted to hear it. And it was really annoying. When it's <laughs> up to us, there was one person, um, one woman a few rows back from us who full on screeched, like screamed. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what is, what has gone on? What has happened? It's, but, uh, um, yeah. yeah. But that's we the only bit I want to watch again. Also sitting directly behind James Acaster. Oh, and that yeah. was a bit distracting. So every now and then I, was, I looked over to see, is he enjoying this? <laughs> <laughs> there is, um, obviously, obviously I'm not going to say what they are. But there is post-credit scenes. It's a Marvel film. And there is, I am excited for the film to come out to the general public so we can find out what's going on in one of them. Because oh, I yeah. still have no idea. I, I meant to Google that, actually, and I have not yet done it. But yeah. anyway, yeah. I hope you enjoy Doctor Strange. Because, um, yeah, I, like I said, I enjoyed it enough. Just not a, not an instant classic by no. any means. Uh, we played a game yesterday for mm. a little bit. A game that... I'd only heard of like last week and I didn't realize it was doing like such big, was it steam or Twitch? It's been doing really big numbers. on. It's uh, been in the top 10 of steam for about a month now. It's uh, very popular it in seems China. Like, apparently um, we, we played it together with a few other people at IGN. We had a big old lovely lunch play session. Um, this seems like Jesse and Dale, your type of game, maybe more than me. Cause you're <laughs> into your survival games. You're into your games where you can be cannibals. So why don't you yeah. tell, t- tell us about dread hunger? Well, Jesse's coughing right now, so I'll probably kick this off. So Dread Hunger is a survival game where you're Arctic, well, uh, Victorian London explorers on a boat, but you're also into the Arctic and you're stranded in the Arctic. Uh, it's eight players cooperatively playing as a survival game, but the twist is it has, what, what's the, there's a catch-all term for like Among Us gameplay. Well, wouldn't it just be it? like a social uh, deception deception so, that's social yeah. deception yeah that's what's looking at so if you've played among us you get the vibe there'll be one or two people that have um they've called thrall in this and they've been cursed or so they've become evil and your job is basically to stop all the other shipmates from getting the, the boat repaired and just disable everything and eventually try and kill them all off mm-hmm. and without being caught um yeah see it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting concept um I'm not sure how I feel about it now at the moment, though, because I I really like playing Among Us and I love playing survival games. Like me and Jesse played loads of the forest. Yeah. I used to like playing Minecraft a lot back in the day as well. Um, but I am finding myself a little bit frustrated with the the time investment it takes on a survival game to really yeah. get build up your resources and get going. And I, what I like about those games the most is the challenge of what is the next thing I'm trying to achieve? What is the next thing I'm yep. working towards? But with this, you could work towards that for a long period of time and then just be killed. Yeah, yeah and then that, <laughs> I think that's the bit that annoys me is that, yeah, yeah, I kind of, I enjoyed it. We kind of made a pact in our last game. It's like, right, whoever's the, like, the thrall, whoever's trying to kill us all, let's just agree to all work together and try and actually finish the level and try and get the ship to the end of this uh, river yeah. it needs to be at or wherever. And I was like, I was enjoying that so much more, working together, trying to get the ship, like... And I don't particularly enjoy survival games. I find them quite tedious. Like any game where, like mm-hmm. every three minutes, they're like there's a little meter like uh, blaring out. It's like you need to eat. Yeah. I'm like, I need a jump. I'm I'm trying to make this ship meter. I've got to jump off onto a, <laughs> some ice, kill a seal, run back, uh, hope someone has some coal to light a fire so I can then um, cook some seal it- meat. They'll then last me about another minute. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I will feel like in this game, it definitely feels like those meters have been like expedited massively. Yeah. Like most games, like uh, Stranded Deep is another game I really enjoyed playing. Once you're like progressing in that game, you can go ages without needing a drink and stuff. You know, good like 20 minutes, half an hour, and then you can mm-hmm. get stuff done. Whereas this, it felt like you got it's a matter of minutes. But also, I guess you're working with potentially seven other people. So the idea is you, if you're working together... You can have a constant flow of food and warmth. I feel like that's the thing. We didn't quite, because we're still obviously fairly new to actually playing the game. We don't have someone being like, okay, you two can go hunt for food. I'll get the coal and stuff like that. While all of that is happening and you're working towards the end goal of getting your, like, I don't know, maiden ship to the end of, you know, the map so you can break the ice and escape or whatever. 
like we we haven't experienced the other part of that which is being undermined by one or two other yeah. players because as of now it was sort of us just trying to just directly kill another player and then laughing well, at the fact that's- that it's fairly obvious. That's because the first game we played wasn't in a private lobby and the <laughs> two random players we had us, all they did was steal all the coal, then jump into the frozen sea and die so we couldn't <laughs> we didn't have any coal for the first loop. So yeah. Just don't trust people is what yeah. I've learned from this game, which I kinda learned a long time ago, but really being on a Victorian ship in the Arctic really really did nail yeah. that. I would I would say it's like I find this with a lot of survival games where I play a couple of rounds and, I'm, and I always feel like, oh, I don't know about this. But then there's also that little thing that makes me want to try it again and just mm. see. And also, I want to know what's over the horizon, you know? I want to know, what was that in that camp that we didn't get to? What was in that well, area that we didn't get to? polar bear was just indestructible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, like, I want to know, oh, how, if I build this, where what can we do next? And that's the allure that keeps me coming back to these games. Um I think Dread Hunger probably pushes against that though because I know I'm never fully going to get to do that because there's always going to be someone trying to kill me. I, yeah. th- I think that's the thing for me. Like the premise is the strongest draw for me being a part of like a 19th century Arctic adventure mm. where, you know, nasty things are waiting for you out on the ice and stuff. Like if there was a game just about that except no that's, one that's was exactly going to betray I was thinking. you like <laughs> yeah. there's almost two good game ideas here put into one that don't work together like yeah if we could just basically pretend to be i don't know ernest shackleton's crew <laughs> and try and reach like one of the poles like together like over like 20 hours and it's like you have to really like a proper team survival game like that yeah. i'd be into it but then yeah you not have to worry about someone turning on you which is kind of a completely I mean- separate game I would say Stranded Deep is the game you want to play, yeah. I think. like Because also, that it's not about freezing to death. It's about being sunburned. And stuff. So it's, like, it's a little bit more beautiful to see. I like the see. cold. I don't like the yeah. hot. Um, yeah, but then I guess if it was those two ideas separately, then how does it stand out? It's like all the yeah, other survival games, yeah. all the other Mongus clones out it's there. A tough, it's a tough balance. I think yeah. we have to find... Like, I think we have to accept the fact that we don't still quite understand exactly how the game works just because we've, <laughs> yeah. we've only played a couple no, rounds I've, and I've stuff. I've got it yeah. down. I know what's going like, on. Like, actually <laughs> learning to be a, a bit smart with how you betray your teammates and stuff because Emma and I played around today, but there was only three people in the public server. Yeah. And... Emma and I knew that we weren't the trace. So the other person, we immediately already knew. And seeing how they were trying to like butter us up, like he was going out, getting all the food, cooking for us, give it, he gave us his gun and stuff. So you could see how some players would be a bit smart with like almost oh, getting to the point like where that. they're going to betray someone. Mm. But you but, can like poison food, can't you? Yeah, you can well. poison food. You can like feed people like human meat and stuff like that to almost turn them into a cannibal and stuff. And we were do- Jesse, we were doing that on our very first day. <laughs> yeah, but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's expected of the game. I you don't have any part. drawbacks to it now. <laughs> I did not take part in any cannibalism for our whole hour. I, I, I was very good. I only ate seal. As but soon as you, I you got the chance to the traitor though, and the then you were trying to kill people, Cardi. Yeah, like, yeah, I was. Yeah, and I, I prefer to kill people to steal their seal meat than actually eat human meat. Um, Unbelievable. I, I should, I should clarify that was seal the animal, not seal the artist. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, He's already been attacked by wolves. He doesn't need exactly. you having to go out. He doesn't, doesn't need that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, you know. It's not 100% my sort of game, but I had enough fun. It's one of those games when you play with friends, it's always going to be something funny is going to happen anyway, I think. Yeah. It's one of those. Um, I do. I honest. I will say um, me and Cardi are both the same as that we're not mouse and keyboard fans necessarily. And uh, I, I like use to- mine fine. Okay, I thought you were using a controller. You I said. got no. I use mouse and keyboard. Okay, so I because uh, I couldn't get the controller. <laughs> well, that's my problem. <laughs> the control, the the controller configuration or the button binding on that is fucked, and there's still loads of things you can't do on the controller. Like when you click in to add the coal into the furnace, I still had to go back to the mouse and drag and drop it in. <laughs> As I, but then I was ah, uh, they need to work on the controller support on that game. I really but, feel like if you have ten minutes, you can learn, Dale. And you'll oh, be absolutely not, fine. It's not, it's not about, really a Twitch reactions nah, game, is it? It's not about wanting to learn. No, sorry, it is about wanting to learn. I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's not about wanting to learn. It's about wanting to learn. <laughs> no, it's I could learn. I just don't want to. I'm being lazy. Uh, you, you will not be taught what you need to be taught. Uh, You're missing out on so many good I'm games. I'm old enough now. I'm stuck in my ways. Right? Oh, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. You really are the living embodiment of you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, Dread Hunger. Give it a go, maybe. If if you if that sounds like if you've got seven friends on PC and you you should yeah, I mean, like play yeah, it together. You don't need you know. 
Yeah. Just play it with anyone. Um, I've been playing a new game that came out this week called Loot River. Ooh. Ooh. How exciting. Um, Loot River is this week's challenging action roguelike. Because <laughs> uh, oh, one of those comes out every <laughs> week at the moment. This one, though, Dale, has a twist. Okay. Tetris. Oh, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> there we go. We'll get onto that in a second. Because um, there's lots about this that won't be your cup of tea. Okay. Um, Loot River is out on Game Pass now. It's on Xbox and PC. It came out this, I think, Wednesday, maybe? Uh, or earlier, so I can't remember. Um, it's a really nice, like, top-down pixel art game. has really nice music. Of course, it has challenging comebacks. It is based in the Souls games, um, because... Again, all action roguelikes seem okay. to be based in the Souls games. But yeah, it's that typical thing of going through levels, picking up new weapons, and like creating a build as you do in any roguelike game. Lots of do- dodge rolls and hits like in a Souls game. Really satisfying parries, though. I will say that, really. Okay. like if you And they're quite generous with the window on those, so you can get a lot of nice ones in. But then, here's where the twist is. So each dungeon is procedurally generated. So each time you go into a new one, it's completely different. Um, And it's made up the floor. So this is where the loot river part of it comes in. So the floor is always going to be liquid, but there's all these platforms that are Tetris-like shaped pieces. So they're all like different geometric shapes. Some are just square, some are T-shaped, you get H-shaped, you get the idea. Right. And basically, (laughs) you move around the left stick, but when you're you're standing on one of those platforms with the right stick, you can move those platforms around the river in any way. So you're basically, that's how you move around this world is by moving these blocks around to join up with other blocks. And sometimes you can't get through the way. So it almost creates those little mini puzzle sections where you're like, well, I have to move this Tetris piece over here so I can then move that one out of the way and then get this one so, through down the road. Let me see if I'm visualizing this right. Yes. Is this um, uh, 3D, like third person action? No, sorry. It's a okay. top down pixel. Uh, okay, game. okay. That makes so sense. So it looks quite, quite old school in that way. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. So there's these puzzle elements that we get around each level to where, you know, off the beaten path, there could be chests, there could be secrets, which you'll obviously need if you want to beat the boss of each area, who are predictably quite tough. So mm. it's quite a difficult game, but okay. also this puzzle element adds like a dynamic edge to combat. So you can kind of roll on, like one boss arena I got to just had like 20 of these platforms. So you can basically hop onto one of these platforms and just move with the right stick out the way just to have a breather. And then you could also use it to then move that. So you're basically rearranging the the battle arena in front of you. So you can kind of flank by moving the floor okay. around in different ways. So there's some really interesting elements. Like the actual combat, you know, it's fun. It's quite difficult. It's not that revolutionary. But that element of it is that, that twist that really is okay. going to, I think, keep me playing for a bit longer. Mm. I don't think it's too short. I've seen some people finish it in like six hours. So... Yeah. Gotta say, I was more into it when I thought it was going to be like Puzzle Quest, but with Tetris. Oh no! no imagine like <laughs> Hades crossed with Tetris, or okay. probably closer to like I don't know. It's probably it's maybe not quite as difficult as something like Dead Cells. I found that a bit more punishing, but mm. it, this gives you a generous health bar. You can take a few hits. You have some potions. Um, but it's by no means easy, but yeah, just that ability to move the floor around like it's a Tetris board, like is just I don't know. I mean, that, nice that, that, yeah, that's like the, the main selling thing, right? Just because when yeah. it comes to these games, I feel like there are a dime a dozen when they all have beautiful retro-inspired, hand-drawn pixel art, animation graphics, and there's mm-hmm. a gazillion of them. But it, the Tetris part does sound really, really cool. And Yeah, I've, it's a nice little twist. And like I said, it's on Game Pass. You know, you'll probably find out within half an hour if it's for you or not. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, loot. River is what it's called. So, yeah. River. <laughs> exactly. Thank you Give for it that. A shout. Um, another kind of twist on something from a game we've got here. Um, we all know you guys love your Resident Evil. And mm. we all know the best part of Resident Evil is rearranging the attache case <laughs> oh, yeah. between every fight. So someone's got to make a whole game of it. A genius has made a whole game of it. <laughs> Was it me? Uh, no it wasn't Brilliant. Jesse I haven't played this yet so Jesse tell us all about it it's I mean it's pretty much exactly how what's it called it's called save room organization puzzle so it's it's a very that's simple catchy, that is. That's yeah, it rolls off the tongue <laughs> back <laughs> yeah I should have thought about that one <laughs> it's pretty much exactly how you described it it's um 
if you turn Resident Evil 4's attache case inventory into a puzzle game, that's mm. about it. It's honestly, it's it's really simple to play. There's no pressure or timely mechanics mm-hmm. at all. It's just you start a level, you figure it out, and then you move on, and there's nothing pressuring you to get ahead. But um, it really is just dead simple. You'll have, uh, you know, the right-hand side of your inventory and then the actual attache case in front of you, and you might start with a pistol, a few ammo boxes, an egg, perhaps who knows and then you just have to make sure they all fit into the right place and as the levels progress you'll get larger weapons different items you might have to mix ammo boxes reload your weapons um heal yourself and stuff like that oh okay that's interesting it does have herbs so that's interesting because i thought it was um for on the surface it looked like it was just it they could be any object and you're just trying to fill space right you've just got a certain space to fill and you've got yeah you've got to fill it with those objects but uh the fact that you know there's things like combining ammo into weapons and like healing yourself and like having to not just um organize them visually but also think about them logically about what how you could make the most of the space i think that's quite clever yeah it's it's honestly just a dead simple premise and it I don't really enjoy puzzle games like this, and I've seen a lot of people say it's Tetris, but it doesn't. It's obviously not as it's pressured. Not Tetris, though, is it? <laughs> yeah, just I've seen everyone online saying, "Oh, this is the Tetris version of Resident Evil." I was like, it's, it's not. Not that everything at is all. the Tetris version. Come on, everything should be the Tetris. Version. <laughs> but yeah, it's just honestly dead simple. You have all the stuff on the right. Sometimes your inventory might be too small for all the things you have, and you're just you know combining items. You get to inspect your weapons and other items. It's pretty oh, much what exactly you like. what you, you expect of a Resident Evil. What's the purpose game. of inspecting the weapons? Just in case you want to read the description, honestly, that's no, it. Right, it's, oh, I've, no. I thought there might be a puzzle element to it. You know, no. like, and a great other inventory thing of Resident Evil history is, you know, inspecting an item and then rotating it around to find like a secret button that you press yeah, that reveals yeah. something else. I mean, I feel like they could incorporate that into There could it as be well. something like that. I've only gone about 12 like right, levels okay. deep and there's 40 Hope levels there in total but it's it's honestly like it's a super just chill easy game to play and it's like i think it's only two pounds yes it was on sale wasn't it <laughs> yeah. the reason i haven't bought it but yet is because there was a bug this isn't like an official capcom resident evil no, game yeah. like, no, no, how no. close to, how close are they to a trademark <laughs> strike on this I, I mean it's you've got the standard looking resident evil um mm. sort of health you know ticker going mm. on on the top left you've got near enough the same looking similar weapons from resident evil 4 it is just the inventory and the guns and the items i saw there was a broken butterfly but it was called something else what was it called i think it's called the fixed butterfly i suspect it's yeah. small time enough that capcom won't yeah. bother um but the music I, I heard a little bit of the music of sound effects and it did very much feel like they are trying to get as close as possible. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, it's not going to obviously harm anyone. It's just some. It's a good little bit of fun, and it's just. I mean, they're making money off of some, uh, someone <laughs> yeah. else's. Yeah, I mean, Capcom yeah, <laughs> might look at it a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It sounds sounds quite fun. I might even give it a go. I'm all for a, a chilled, relaxed puzzle. It's game cheaper than a meal no deal, and this. you can't get better than that, can you? I mean, I do like a sandwich. Well, I mean, there you go then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like you can get that. <laughs> it's nice to see a, a full game of that because it has appeared like there's definitely like Professor Layton puzzles where it's like, can you put all these eight things into a case and fit and now them you're in? doing like, that's with deadly weapons puzzle. as well exactly. and eggs. That's a that's a puzzle as old as time. But yeah, it's nice to see it. Being it's a cool idea. Done. Exactly, yeah. it's nice. Save room. Check that out in your local Steam store. Um, <laughs> is it only? I'm guessing it's only on PC. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh well. If you don't have a PC, you'll have to get a real suitcase out of the lock. Get it on. Yeah. They need to get that on. Some... Get that on phones. Like that'd be a perfect phone game. I Someone's going to rip it off for sure. Just the same that happened with Word. Or someone's going to make like an Android iOS version and slap it on the store. I hope so because I just feel like you know the drag and drop <laughs> element of of a phone screen. You hope the like... guy's game gets ripped off. <laughs> hey, he's ripped off a concept already. So what? It's just oh, an yeah. Let's all rip each other off, shall we? <laughs> uh... Ian is actually original, is he? Come on, <laughs> no, Jesus. I don't know. I just said Do... it was a good idea literally one minute ago. <laughs> you know what? we we could have one day uh, ripped off uh, a game we used to play on this podcast, but instead we decided to do a new one every week. So this. Is the endless search. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you inside. I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Dale, whose game are you ripping off this week? Uh, I'm going to rip off a game, mate. This is a good one as well. Like You recommended no. this to me, but I hadn't read the email. Uh, this is from Zach Le- Levold? Levold? How would you say pronounce? Depends where you wrong name. I'd go Levold. I Leavold. don't know. Yeah. You know how to pronounce your name, Zach. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't you've got bigger problems <laughs> uh, he says hi IJN crew long time second time all that mm-hmm. I'm mainly writing in to submit an endless search game for you I'm calling it can't please them all you need to guess five films from the five clues provided so pretty simple premise but mm-hmm. starting obscure and getting easier with the more points the earlier you get so a format that we're we're very used to uh, the twist is that the clues are from all from IMDb one star user reviews and otherwise generally of otherwise generally well loved films. So these are all like really popular films that have got one star reviews on IMDb and it will be sections of that review, uh, which I think is a brilliant idea because people who write one star reviews are mental and they say <laughs> crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, into it. Once film is guessed, it's worth reading the remaining clues for the sheer comedy of it all. Uh, he says, by the beard of Zeus, respect the sea as well. So I'm guessing these aren't necessarily bad films that have got, no, they're all good off. films. That's oh, the, okay. uh, looking at this list. Um, Maybe so one of them's debatable as a good film, but yeah, they're all like. I feel more popular. comfortable now because Jesse knows his bad films. I'm not saying he watches bad films, but he seems to have a good knowledge of things that are bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the problem is that these are good films that people are saying are shit. So exactly. it could be like so that's what, yeah. The that's Dark Knight or something. I'm actually like well into this concept. I think it's, it's really fun. Let's um, give it a go. I love reading bad reviews. Anyway, film number one mm. for five points. So there's there's going to be five of them I read out, and I guess we'll just do. Shout out your answer if you get it. Let's do it. Uh, so the title of the review is one star instead of zero for having a naked girl at the beginning. <laughs> right. That's the title. So uh, that's not a cl- is that, that's not a clue. That's well, that a- is the title of his review. Oh, okay. So it is a clue. In a, well, not really. It's not a clue. At the yeah. beginning. Uh, so he said his oh, review is... I- Mm, okay no. if i got it from that it would be worrying then maybe it? we could build in a system in the game where you got two points if you got it just from the review title do it right go ahead they're not i'm trying to think of mm, you've certainly watched a lot of better films than i have i feel like. i thought you're gonna say you certainly watched a lot of films <laughs> let me let me just clear this up the these are five very well-known films so jesse you okay. will not struggle they are well-known films okay no i don't i was gonna go something but i don't think it's okay. right so let's just uh, okay so this is his review Moral of the story, just because the opening scene of a movie has a hot naked blonde woman doesn't mean a movie will be good. If you're reading this before seeing the movie, I just saved you two hours of your precious life. So a blonde actor. (laughs) So they're not naked at the start. It says hot naked blonde woman. Yeah, Hot naked blonde. No, I'm saying the film I was thinking of, they're not naked. Oh, okay. I'm going to save that for a second. Okay. I think of a film that opens like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move on uh, to the next okay. one. Yeah. So uh the review title for the second one is Awful. <laughs> That's <laughs> so you're not gonna get it from that. <laughs> okay. Uh but the, his review says, or her review says this music was unbearably boring to sit through. Directors must realise that blood and gore in films isn't what makes this type of film good. In the 70s, my opinion will have been a lot different, but it's 2006 now and it bores me to watch this film. 2006. Does that so mean the person actually... Re- so, so let me clarify there. It's 2006 when he wrote the review. Yeah, that's what oh, he said. Okay. In the 70s. So there's an implication the film came out in the 70s. There. Oh, so maybe it, at the start there's an... Oh, Halloween. No. Oh, yeah, that, that ticked both, that ticked all the boxes. Any guess, Jesse? Oh, I know what it is now. I'm trying to. Do I have, have to wait? Do I have no, to wait? No, 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 no go ahead, Carly. Jaws. It is Jaws. Oh, Simon, shit. He gets it. I, I, I actually don't think I've seen Jaws all the way through. Okay, A, that's a disgrace. But um, what do you mean all the way through? Do you mean like, you watched 10 I, minutes sure, and turn off? I'm sure I watched like a bit of it when i was like way younger or something oh. but I, can't, I have no memory of get it get yeah, it watching that film get um, it i mm. very much enjoyed that guy saying the music was unbearably boring uh, whatever yeah, like I, the most tense brilliant pieces of music in cinema history i um imagine giving that film one star i know right? <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and it would give jaws one star 
Please tell me why, so I can laugh. No, no here's here's some other reviews of Jaws. Uh, review tars most overrated movie it. ever. A bunch of it. a bunch of bland white men engage in two hours of boring conversation, in which they manage to never show an emotion other than aggression, even if their children almost died. While they are trying oh, to kill a live, while they are trying to kill a living creature without ever feeling an ounce of empathy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, isn't the white shark absolutely demolishing everyone in the local yeah, area? Yeah, he's already <laughs> killed a couple of people at that point. It yeah. is a plague of that little town. It's also, yeah, feel yeah. so bad for that killer shark. Uh, here's another one. I, it's the title is "Are You Kidding?" And it says, the only saving grace is Roy Schneider. He is totally <laughs> wasted in this, but his five minute on screen blunts the pain of the rest of the movie. Five minutes? I know, yeah. What film were they watching? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the final one was, worst dialogue in a movie ever. The dialogue is inaudible and it's so dumb. Too many fishing scenes on that damn boat. Did Too not many need fishing to. Scenes. <laughs> did not need to be two hours and ten minutes. This movie could have been two scenes. Person gets killed in water. They close the beach. Roll credits. Waste of time. <laughs> what a tense film that would have been. Oh, what he, a film. he doesn't get films, does he? Yeah. <laughs> That's Jurassic Park. Amazing. Oh, science escape. Right, close the gates. We're all going home. <laughs> I gotta say, I love this game just because we get to read yeah. these reviews. Uh, right, let's. Move I on do to- wonder sometimes, like, it's something I would have maybe done when I didn't actually ever do it, but like, if I was like fourteen, fifteen, for it'd be funny to write really like joke reviews. Yeah, like trolling. That. I wonder yeah. if any of those are people just having a laugh. Some Potent- of them have got to be. Yeah, <laughs> potentially, hopefully, but they're still enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, this is the next film. So for the full five points, well, you get ten points if you get it from the title. Oh my God. Uh, the review Ooh. title is. Full waste of time, sick and loathsome movie. You're not going to get it for that. (laughs) All right. This movie is one huge disappointment. Complete waste of two hours. This movie is so disgusting, violent, brutal and stupid Mm. that you'll barely stand till the end. There is no meaning at all. One of the worst realities of life in a fictional city. It reminds me of another movie, Train Spotting or Fight Club. But this movie is sick as hell. In a Ooh. fictional city. Hmm. I was going to say, and it's, this ain't it, I was going to start with Pulp Fiction just because it seems like that's yeah. such a good film. It's it is so not, violent. It's but. not Pulp but Fiction. You, well, the two other films you said, because it means it must have come out. Uh, well, no, this, he said, it just it reminds us that review was written. It reminds that. me of Trainspotting or Fight Club, he said. Fictional city. For, uh, Sin City? No. Let's move <laughs> on. Let's move on. Uh, the review top for the next one is Most Painful Two Hours of the Year. <laughs> depressing mess i should have known when the art snobs gave it a standing ovation that it was going to be awful just sad and self-absorbed <laughs> it's not the, the very very violent fictional city uh, is it is it the, the dark knight it's not the dark knight no a standing ovation <laughs> um no. No, let's move okay, on. I'm moving on. Next review title. Masterpiece for only turds and fruitcakes, not actual fans. <laughs> <laughs> not actual fans. Uh, this is the review. Kill your mom. Kill your <laughs> idol. Kill your love. Kill everyone who hates you for no reason. Wow, what a stupid message. Joker. by It is Joker, yes. Nice. You would especially got that when I said, what a stupid message from drunken idiot Todd Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, that would have got it. I, okay. I was close. I was on, I you was were on close. a You were in path. the right city. I, yeah. was, I was very tempted to hint that you were close, but I thought that was, yeah. that's not fair. Um, the other reviews. Extremely pointless movie. Ratings for acting are overrated. This movie is terrible. I watched a man smoke 112 cigarettes and do a fake laugh for two hours. Really missing. <laughs> that sounds there. like a fun film. <laughs> um, and the final review is horribly politically driven. Here is what I saw: <laughs> capitalism bad. Oh, no, mean God. businessmen on a train picking on a mentally disabled man. Is this really a common issue today? <laughs> Have a lot of people ridden on public transportation and been bullied by Wall Street businessmen? People in the movie were cheering on a man who murdered three businessmen. The rioting in the streets made me think. <laughs> get this last line. The rioting in the streets made me think. Clown lives matter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. What, what an absolute clown. <laughs> uh, it's a film. Yeah. This is, this is good. <laughs> right. Next film. The review title is, I don't know what film people were watching. 
Uh, I'm going to sack off the clue thing, uh, put extra points there because you're never going to get it from the review titles. <laughs> um, once again, the critics don't really have a clue. This film had got quite a bit of fanfare, so I had high hopes, which evaporated pretty quick. The two main characters are completely unlikable. The plot is convoluted and so far-fetched. This was not a thriller, but a pretentious bore-fest. Hmm. Seven? No. Oh. Inception? No. Uh, yeah. Next review. Review title is what's not to hate <laughs> what i really hate here is a consistent nonsense <laughs> the flat characters the prolix the convolutions the poorly passed mystery the random supernatural plot devices and the finally haphazardly way the film is constructed shutter island no get out no these are good these are all good guesses though i think you're on the right sort of track both of you with the, the vibe mm. um Next one. Review title yeah. is boring. And the review says, wow, a huge, a huge twist. Sorry, you put inverted commas over huge. A huge twist that Fight you can club. see coming. No. A huge twist that you can see coming down Main Street about an hour and a half before this slow moving snore fest ends. And not only is the story not entertaining or surprising in any way, it's also long. Way too long. The Lighthouse. No. Fuck. <laughs> That's barely too. I'm trying to think of a real a long. It's, I don't ever remember this film being that long. Like I feel like I it really. flies by. <laughs> I was trying to think of big twist films about spoiling films for people. Parasite, the Sixth Sense. No, I think it's okay to say films have a twist these days. Yeah. Um, right, we're getting out to nitty gritty here. This one, the review title is "Even Michael Bay Could Have Done Better." This movie Even. sucked. A cloning device? Seriously? I can't the decide. The Prestige. It is The Prestige. Oh, should, have, should have thought of that one earlier. He says, uh, cloning device? Seriously? I can't decide what is worse, Da Vinci Code or this. What oh, horrible on. screenwriters. Seriously? Cloning? Seriously? <laughs> well, that has spoiled it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. We didn't think about that aspect Look, of it. If you've listened to this podcast long enough, I've not seen The Prestige. Yeah. 15 years, um, 16 years, that film is. The last yeah. review for The Prestige is, the other pro... Oh, his title was very bad and boring. The other problem I had with this movie is that it has no lovable characters. Everyone is just an arsehole, and I don't feel like supporting any of these guys. I do get that. That, that is kind of true. <laughs> they all are. And when you star sit, is a bit harsh, though. And when you sit down and think about it, what the hell is the point of wasting your life for a stupid magic show? These characters' <laughs> motivations make no sense. In fact, the characters themselves make no sense whatsoever. They are all like robots. Passion doesn't exist to the person who wrote this review. <laughs> yeah. Why waste your time dedicating something to one particular um, passion? I will say the score is 9-0 to zero right now, Jesse. I'm honestly just enjoying the premise and I know we I'm need, failing. We need two five-pointers from you here. It can happen, or yeah. get one from the title, and oh, you're, uh, you're in the good league. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> for film, for five points. Review title is forced and too fictional. Any clue? Too fictional. Yeah, too mm. fictional. The review is, in the movie industry in the USA follows this path. The next step is showing Hitler as an economic genius. In economic, I should say. As an economic genius. As an economic... I mean, Inglorious Bastards? No. <laughs> so far away. <laughs> uh, Hellboy. <laughs> no. um, I think he was saying, so he was saying the next step is show, like, this oh, is so right. stupid that they'll do I this next. Like, Hitler's okay. not actually in this film. I don't think he's okay. in it. Um, I've not actually seen it, but uh, I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, next one. Review title. What's not to love? What? About a... Yeah. About a slightly <laughs> neglectful father slash husband exploiting people who look different. <laughs> That's the review. What's that? <laughs> Jesse, that Jesse, you had a look there, like you really <laughs> something really triggered in your mind. A father. <laughs> sorry, what was it? A father. Uh, what's not to love about a slightly neglectful father slash husband exploiting people who look different? Exploiting. Exploiting people that look different. Oh, the next review is so good. <laughs> Please go ahead. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I'm not winning is, this. Obviously, is that one get out. No. The next. <laughs> the review title is insipid garbage. Oh, I hated this movie. Hated every insipid, ridiculous minute I had the misfortune of wasting on it. Hated it with every fibre of my being. 
I love musicals. This was complete garbage. Awful music, awful singing, ridiculous, absurd dialogue, and a story so disingenuous it gave me nausea. Avoid this steaming pile of excrement at all costs. Musical. He's not a fan. It's safe to say. No, no, he is not. (laughs) A musical has a neglectful father. Okay. I'm going to read the next one. The review title is Flashback to 2010 Disney Channel, but with a big budget. (laughs) That's two hours and 90 minutes you won't get back. The Greatest Showman. How the fuck did you get that? I didn't watch that film. (laughs) I've seen it. I like it. Did you know it's two hours and 19 minutes long? (laughs) No, no, I got it. I was thinking about the neglectful uh, person, because he kind of, his whole, like, it has a circus, doesn't he? So yeah, it kind yeah. of takes advantage of people. So this person says, that two hours, 19 minutes, you won't get back. Uh, the main character rode down the streets of New York on an elephant for crying out loud, <laughs> only to get off the elephant and leave it there? There are no words for this film. Don't watch it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the main problem I had. Amazing. People have such weird you gotta little things. you got to park your elephant. If you're going to ride an elephant, actually, you've got to park it properly. <sighs> uh, and the last review for that is just terrible. I saw that Hugh Jackman and Michelle Williams uh, were starring in this movie and I thought Le Miserable, my week with Marilyn... Oh, sorry, I thought Le, Riz- Le Miserable and my week with Marilyn were great. This must be great. What I should have seen was Zac Efron and thought Bad Neighbours and Baywatch and instantly walked in the opposite direction of cinema. What is Bad wrong Neighbors with... Bad Neighbours is good. I like. Ba- I thought Baywatch was alright as well, nah, to be fair. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, kind of <laughs> I thought it was alright. Um, anyway, Bad Neighbours is good. Uh, okay, this is the last film. We're just we're playing for pride here, Jesse. Can yes. you get a consolation? Uh, the review title is Blech. What a waste of hard drive space. Oh, so <laughs> Not even going to the it. cinema to watch it or buying it legitimately. <laughs> right. Uh, Before I saw this film, a friend mentioned that if all the fart jokes were removed, the film would be about five minutes long. I figured he was being a cyn- I figured he being the cynical fellow he is, that he was kidding. He wasn't. Oh, um, Swiss Army Man? No, that's a good shot. Though, I mean, yeah. That film would be five minutes long if you took yeah. out all that. Uh, it's fair to say he's not, this is not true, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, there's probably quite a few fire jokes in it. But anyway, yeah. uh, next review, Dreadful. Somehow this has the reputation of being a great parody. It isn't. The great parodies, e.g. Blazing Saddles, South Park, rise above the material they are parodying. This doesn't come close to equaling the material it makes fun of. Is it Shaun of the Dead? No. Oh, that's a good shout there. No. Is there a lot of fire yeah. jokes in Shaun of the Dead? Probably not. I don't know. They're probably... Oh, uh, yeah. Pull my... Is that... Oh, no, that's spaced, isn't yeah. it? Uh, uh, airplane? I'm Shrek. Sure <laughs> parodies. <laughs> All right. I'm moving on to the next one. The review title is Naughty Words. <laughs> How dare they say ass in a children's movie? Preposterous. I can't believe they would do such a film. This movie is meant for children. How dare they expose the youth to this type of language? Absolutely disgusting. I'm ashamed of what humanity has come to. I think Jesse might. Did you hear what Jesse said in the last one? Because I think it what is did you that. say? I said Shrek. Said Shrek. It is Shrek. There yeah, we go. Sorry, I you got points it, yeah. on the last one. <laughs> I think it is that. Yeah. Yes, it is Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> there you go you got four points there's yeah. only like one fart joke in Shrek and that's right at the start <laughs> <laughs> you, you've um, got the script haven't you? you've read through the script yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other the other reviews were animation movie more like animal cruelty movie fuck off <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was possible I would even get, wouldn't even give this a single star uh, I stopped paying attention to the movie's story with the growing amount of animal cruelty depicted in the movie is amount. this what kids should watch Frogs and snakes blown into action like balloons. Sorry, blown in to act like as balloons. Killer bird so you can eat its three eggs. Really? Really? <laughs> I don't I think any know. child is going to run out into you know their nearest pond and try and blow up a uh, a fucking well, thing. You never know. I don't. You never know these days. <laughs> That's a horror film, there. I guess Robin Hood's going to pop out of the trees. Uh, um, the last the last review for Shrek was a big thumbs down. What a waste of time and money. I never laughed once during this dismal attempt at making a fairy tale with a meaningful message. Mike Myers obviously wanted to share his gross out Austin Powers style comedy with the younger generation, adding some adult innuendo to keep the parents titillated. <laughs> I think you have Shrek's to be a great. sad, sad man or woman to not laugh at Shrek at least once. Exactly. Shrek is fantastic yeah. and always will be. I enjoyed that game very much. Thank what you. Uh, a bunch of miserable bastards. <laughs> I would Thank I would you. play that a lot more 
even though I'm sure it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for sending in, Zach. Yeah, we may come out of our own ones, or if anyone else wants to riff on that, mm. we would be more than welcome to get them at IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. Well, you can also send us our feedback, uh, some feedback. I will say, I will preface this because I meant to do it, preface it even. Um, I meant to say it last week. We are not ignoring the Gravedigger oh, no. uh, feedback. We have got quite a few in, and we do welcome more grave, grave cemetery, gravedigger stories because we're feeling there's rumbles. <laughs> oh yeah, that maybe there's a gravedigger special in the works. Who I, knows? <laughs> I, I can I can taste it in the air. A gravedigger special is on the horizon. I can yeah. feel it coming. Ooh, I've definitely it coming. missed out on whatever this is. Grave digger oh, stories, mate. We've got a lot of grave diggers on. that listen to the You've podcast. Got to catch up. <laughs> um, have you ever done any grave digging? You seem like someone who did a weekend's grave digging. I've definitely done some digging in my life. Not grave digging, though. Wait, tell what us about the digging. digging? <laughs> <laughs> Just digging trenches and stuff in it during cadets. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. there you go. It makes sense. It makes when sense. You start, it, when, when you started that sentence, I was like, where is this guy? Well, yeah, <laughs> see, you, ha- you, ha- you, have to get, you have to get the hook in. You have to get the hook in. Uh, yeah, cadet, yeah. Le- I'll give you that legitimate. Reason. Are you saying you could, in theory, give us a live grave digging like <gasps> example if Ooh. we needed it and how to dig properly? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, maybe. Maybe we'll do a live show in the near future. Who, who knows? Maybe mm. there'll be live grave digging. Um, <laughs> we can't anyway, promise that. IGN, <laughs> on IGN underscore UK feedback is where... At IGN.com, sorry, is where you send in this feedback. Uh, just like Ben Merry did, he says, Yo, IGN crew, I'm neither a grave digger nor grave robber. But the recent discussion about Lego Builders World <laughs> did dig up a memory in me when Joe mentioned building objects brick by brick for the first time in Lego games. In fact, the very first Lego game from 1997, Lego Island, had you build various vehicles before using them in various mini-games around a pseudo-open world island. You don't need to tell me about this, Ben. This is (laughs) one of my most treasured, youthful memories is Lego Island. Um, It's one of the earliest gaming experience i remember wasting hours exploring the island witnessing slapstick comedy from lego npcs and being oddly terrified at the antagonist of the game the criminal dubbed the brickster um, <laughs> i love it oh. was he like a cockney gangster i hope he no was. he was just he had typical like black and white like um oh, like a bank robber like. or something yeah. i believe lego island 2 brickster's revenge um <laughs> was I love that game so much because you can do skateboarding in that as well. I, almost, I've missed all this. Oh, yeah. these, these were, they look so bad now if you look at them, but they were so good at the time. Same with um, Lego Racers was so good. That was such a good karting game. So you could just build your own cart from scratch with bricks. Ooh. It was so good. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to the Brickster, whom you could feed a pizza to which you would inexplicably give him the power to break out of prison. Because <laughs> you played as um, Pepperoni. Uh, who was a pizza delivery boy? Um, well, he was called Pepperoni. Yeah, the yeah the that well Ben goes here. It was then the protagonist's job. I kid you not, called Pepperoni. Oh, Pepperoni. Pepperoni. <laughs> job to chase him down by baiting him to the police and vice versa, with pizzas, donuts, respectively, being flung from a helicopter. What is this game? So good. So good. <laughs> 25 years later I now realise the island was tiny vehicle building had zero customization, and for some reason going on the grass was illegal on the <laughs> island it was it was weirdly like a first person game where you'd go in vehicles and walk around the island but you could, had to stick to the roads whereas I go Lego Island 2 Brixter's Revenge was much more open you went to different worlds and you could you know a and... shocking amount about these games L- Lego Island was a big part of my youth um... <laughs> has it never come up before <laughs> it's, not, it's not that big I mean, <laughs> um, the mini games were alright though all in all a somewhat mediocre couple of hours of content <laughs> you could do that game in less than uh, no one I've, I've fond memories of one it's not that good whereas two genuinely enjoyable I could play that now I reckon I like um, legitimately would want to do a let's play with of Lego playing Island Lego Island and explaining the law. Yeah, oh, you, the Brickster and Pepperoni. Um, P.S. Thanks for the Vampire Survivors recommendation. Best two pounds I ever spent. Uh, better than the sandwich. Uh, barring that time, I I bought twenty two Freddos after Ooh. school and feasted like a king. Or you get about four Freddos yeah, for that now, mate. Oh, does that make you feel old? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Respect the sea and don't use the Langford double. It isn't a wet knot. Yeah, we know that. We, we yeah. do. If there's one thing... Are you saying I don't know knots? Are you saying you know <laughs> yeah. knots better than me? <laughs> you say you know knots better, <laughs> better than me. Better than me. 
Uh, a little prestige joke for you there. Uh, thank you, Ben, for bringing up Lego Island, which I got a little little teary-eyed over there, and Pepperoni and the Brixter. Thank you. <laughs> Pepperoni. That sounds like a band. Mm. Jesse. Yes, I'm here. Believe- Don't worry. This is from Cody <laughs> Miller. He says, hey, UK team, just chiming in on the hotly debated Smarties fiasco. Oh, here we go. I just want to butt in. Was it really a fiasco? <laughs> yes. Oh, we put you on blast. You, you I... kind of threw this bomb into the podcast with your mad tweets and then just haven't come back to defend Smarties. Are you still, like, have you changed your opinion on Smarties? I still very much enjoy Smarties. And that's that's fine to enjoy change. them, but what you said was they were the best chocolate. I, I'm a not, big difference. I, I put the question out there, asking... <laughs> It it's a loaded be. question. You you were declaring that they are the best. No, 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 not all. But let's continue. Anyway. <laughs> I was listening okay. to your pod while doing the dishes when Smarties chat started. Listening to your conversation absolutely confused me. Here in the US, Smarties aren't chocolate at all. <gasps> they are kind of like runts flavor. Super super cheaply made crunchy sugar rounds. See attached photo. Well, I don't have it in front of me, but I can um, picture it in my head. Yeah, imagine a love heart, Jesse. Yeah, or a oh, okay. pressure over here. I They're like exactly those like as well. <laughs> I you just up, like the messages, don't you? You just like yeah, reading them to yourself. I like complimenting myself like that. I looked up your Smarties, and they look way more exciting. That is true. Good They're observation. Not <laughs> Good observation. Fantastic. Anyway, thanks for the fun. Respect the C, Cody. Well, I have to say, speaking on behalf of all of IGN, uh, Smarties are fantastic. Thank you. On behalf of all IGN, yeah. all of IGN—that's the official IGN. <laughs> um, uh, I would—I like, just prefer chocolate to most sweets, so I still would rather have our Smarties over US Smarties. Yeah. But um, I've been known to have a love heart every now and then. Dish them out. What uh, did What did you get on your birthday, Jesse? From From us. I got um, a mega deluxe, massive Smarties box. Yeah, mate. How long did it take you to devour all them? They were gone in like maybe two minutes. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God. That's a big cherish, cherish it. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, that's enough smarties yeah. chatting for a year, isn't it? Really. Although, if we do do a live show in the next few months, I'm not saying there will be one, but you know, we'd like to bring um, your smarties and throw. Yeah, bring your smarties and give them to, to me. Just throw individual smarties. <laughs> throw smarties. Yeah. Pepper Jesse with smarties all over. Please, <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that. How Not- many can he catch in his mouth? That's what we want to yeah. know. Oh. Last time we did a live podcast, people brought me milk, and I can't remember the reason why that. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of milk? Do you know what? That'd probably be quite a nice, really horror like sugary cereal, which is literally just smarties in a bowl with milk and. A spoon. I think that would taste pretty nice. Cereal. To be honest, and what kind of milk, Jesse? I can't quite remember. There was a, there was various different forms of milk and very different um, <laughs> various different forms of milk. It was a lot of different milk. I think we're talking about you know big milk yeah. and them taking over. I'm just picturing this live show now is just you having smiles thrown into your mouth while someone like digs a grave to the side. <laughs> yeah. um, Honestly, if you catch though, less than fifty percent, you go in it. I do like the smiles thing. We could do a little breakout section where we set a timer. And people got to throw them into Jesse's mouth and see how many he can do. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, guys, it's been a thing. <laughs> it's happening there. It's it's there. You, All you these people are listening. to a chair as well. Uh, <laughs> this is bullshit. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, I've got the last feedback from David Trevino. And he says, So I was in Italy, Venice, recently, while sitting and enjoying my breakfast. And I heard gentlemen with English accents talking Ooh. behind me. Immediately I thought, What? <laughs> what? What if it is one of those fellas from the IGN UK podcast? Because <laughs> we're the only people with English accents. Um, I listened for a little bit to see if they're talking about games or maybe started up a game of the endless search because we all do that. That's in what we do in person. <laughs> we're going to be playing this. We have, we've done it occasionally at the pub. I that, said you occasionally, maybe twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But no, they were talking about some co-workers that didn't have enough confidence in herself. I that slowly, could easily be it. No, yeah. <laughs> I slowly turned to see if it was one of you and saw it was some older men and my heart sank. Nope, that's not them. And I turned back to my breakfast. That, that could, could still be, be one of you guys, actually. It could still actually. be Dale, yeah. Oh, well, Alex is uh, significantly older than me. So yeah, but it. you look older. Alex, <laughs> Alex is younger at <laughs> heart. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> apparently y'all are not the, the only people in the world with English accents nah. then it struck me I really don't know what you guys look like maybe it keeps saying y'all and I feel really uncomfortable yeah, when say saying it. that word say maybe, maybe it was y'all <laughs> I, des- I decided not to look you up and just keep the hope in my mind that I saw y'all at a hotel in Venice eating breakfast and talking about your co-workers with a lack of confidence hopefully I can go to England someday and see you again 
Have a great day. Keep see, up the again, great you're see us again. I can confirm it was not us. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I can keep up the illusion if you want to say I was having breakfast um, in a Venice hotel if you want, David. Okay. I was enjoying some lovely bruschetta mm. and a little side of mozzarella uh, and a nice little espresso. And yes, that was that was okay. me you had. Do you, you know... If you have a- Go on, Jesse, go on. And I was just going to say, if you ever come across an Englishman with long flowing hair who's mad buff and is like 6'9", then you know it's me. Okay. I almost no, ruined there what I was going to say next. <laughs> the, um, so I was going to say, what I think would be really cool is if people who haven't ne- never followed us on like social media and don't see what we look like, haven't watched our videos... If you could like write like a description of what you think in your I head, you were going to say draw a picture. Send in drawings <laughs> of the entire. That's not good podcast, <laughs> no. is it? To uh, draw a picture. I would love to hear from someone who's legitimately has never seen what we look like and write what they think based on our voices, what we look like. Or yeah, or just say who's the celebrity lookalike you think. We, we yeah, like. oh, that's an easy. Yeah, like who? Yeah, what sort of person? Like yeah. film star, fictional character, whoever. What yeah. what do you think we look like? Just based think on our voices. Chris Hemsworth um, <laughs> in Paul Ragnarok. Okay. <laughs> For all of us. Yeah. No. Well. And no cheating. No cheating. If only if you legitimately don't know what we look like, please send it in. Who sounds the <laughs> smartest? Weird, weird oh, I'd I would love it. I'd love it. I just want to hear what people how weird people go with it. <laughs> Pit, big picture of Shrek. Sink my heart. Um, <laughs> um Thank you very much for listening to another episode of the IGN UK podcast. I'm trying to think what what music should we have? We didn't really... Is there a Smarties theme tune? I think that's always applicable. It's a Smarties theme tune. It <laughs> probably was advert music, to be fair. Um, the uh, music in Doctor Strange was very good, to be fair. Was it? Say. Yeah, it was fine. I like... How it's Danny Elfman, right? Danny and Elfman. he doesn't... Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we can find some music. He doesn't... Like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to list this as soon as I can. It's, but yeah, it was it's good. never less than good, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go for some of that. Lovely. Uh, Thank you for listening. Here's some uh, big elf man. <laughs> Send in your grave dig feedback.